On the Pilot TV podcast this week, we're pumping iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger in Netflix's biographical documentary, Arnold, filling in forms with Yusuf Kakur and Catherine Parkinson in Significant Other on ITVX, and determining whether Tom Holland is a serial killer, along with Amanda Seyfried in The Crowded Room on Apple TV+. I'm James Dyer, and welcome to the Pilot TV Podcast, your essential guide to every show that matters, and a podcast that has just about got over what we like to call Desolation Week, the week in which all the shows ended. But that's okay. It is okay, because not only did we talk through the finales to Succession, Ted Lasso, Barry, and Yellow Jackets on last week's Pilot Plus, but our Succession spoiler special is now live with Boyd's interview with director Mark Mylod, and our Barry spoiler special with Beth's interview with Sarah Goldberg will be live very, very soon. So if you don't already subscribe to Pilot Plus, you can do so for the embarrassingly low price of one ninety nine a month at empireonline.com slash pilot TV. An amount that wouldn't even buy you a signed photo of TV's Boyd Hilton. Luckily for you then, <laughs> we do have him here in the flesh. Hello, Boydie. How much does it cost to get a signed photo of you these days? <laughs> 20p 20p yeah. 20 a bargain at the price also with us is my other co-host ask her for pictures and just see what happens it's Kay Ribeiro <laughs> hi James hi how you doing I'm good okay great, great. this has been a good talk <laughs> uh, we're starting very very late listeners we got in here uh, well yeah. no I've been here waiting for an hour and 15 minutes Boydie was late Oh, yeah, you were. Just to out you. But yeah. that didn't matter because no. I'd managed to break the desk in between doing the Empire yeah. podcast and this one. So we had to get an engineer to come down and fix it. He was, of course, distracted by Kay's rampant flirting, oh. uh, which. Which Boydie called her out for. So, you know, that's. No. Uh, Listeners, just to give you a. Anytime I talk to anyone <laughs> of any gender, Boyd accuses me of flirting. That's where we are. Coquettish yeah. behavior, yeah. I believe, was the. Uh, he has used the yeah, word coquettish for. He's, he's denying it I now. I deny use of that word. Whatever. <laughs> I anyway, deny use of that word. I'll flirt away, but I wasn't. Yeah, go for it. Go for mm. it. Well, we come off a very very sexy episode of Pilot Plus that we recorded earlier this week. So um, I know, and yeah. some terrible, terrible news. So um, we recorded that yesterday. I said that I was going to watch, uh, I was going to call it Nando. No, Nacho. <laughs> yeah, which uh, for, for those foolish people who do not subscribe to Pilot Plus, what is Nacho? Nacho is about a porn star, a Spanish porn star who had a gigantic penis. Yes. Um, and they've made a show out of it. And um, I wanted to watch it as our foreign TV correspondent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the reason. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I did because I'd committed to watching some more foreign drama and frankly I haven't. So I thought, oh, you know, and I love, you know, I speak Spanish. So I was like, yeah, let, let me watch that. Um, and then last night I couldn't. It disappeared off my screener account. So I can only presume they didn't want me to watch it. Yeah. Um, or it was too Rudy Nudy for me to see. You were unable to be Dean Knob happy? Does that work? Doesn't wow. work, does it? No. You slightly ruined my the uh, my um, what we've been watching section for me. Because Why you've been you watching that show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean How have you got it and I haven't? Because I'm you know I'm hosting the thing. This oh, drink, yeah. drinking game. Come okay, on, you you clearly cannot guys. be trusted. You cannot yeah. be trusted with yeah. the knob show. There is That's that. essentially what it is. There so is they've that. removed it from your account. Yeah. Just just for those of you who already listen to Pilot Plus, you all already know this. Boydie is hosting a QA for he is. the big knob show in front mm. of an audience of porn stars. This is absolutely <laughs> true. This is the thing that's happening. People in the industry. People in the quote unquote industry. Here's how it was put to me. Yeah. Um 
yeah, I am hosting the. Uh, it, it will have happened by the time this podcast goes on air. But then again, so will the interviews that you that you, that you um, promoted at the start of the show. That maybe they won't happen. Who knows? Um, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, Shambolic as always. <laughs> but yes, I am hosting uh, the Q and A after screening of uh, Nacho, the aforementioned show that Kay was assigned and that has now disappeared. Take yes. it away from her. Furious. You got. You got with these big knob shows. You got to get in there quick. <laughs> Gonna, you do you know, think? Do you honestly, think they removed like, it from her queue after listening to this week's pilot? Maybe, plus? maybe, yeah. And what they is, heard your your thirsty your thirsty words. Oh please! Yeah. I was doing it for the podcast. Oh, of course you were. Yeah. yeah. For the listeners, yeah. the listeners for England, like the James. <laughs> yeah. The listeners that like the foreign dramas. Anyway, what I would say about it because I'm now doing the what 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 we should watch it called. What have you been watching? <laughs> sure. It's, it's not a cryptic title, uh, but carry I, on. What's I've got I seen with my eyeballs? I have got a head cold to add to my general normal. That's true. A head cold, which Kay apparently gave you. So you know. Absolutely. <laughs> He's um, lying. So it is very, very raunchy. It's one of, I mean, obviously it's about this guy, this real life guy called Nacho Vidal, played by Martino Rivas. And uh, he was a real life porn star. It's kind of his story. It's his origin story of how you become a porn star in the in the, in the huge Spanish porn industry. Who knew? They have a massive industry of themselves. Like it's not, hmm. We're not talking Hollywood, you know, porn. We're talking original Spanish origination yeah. porn. Yeah. Stuff um, happens in Europe as well, guys. And uh, So just like they're all wearing desigual stuff. That's, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's, set in, it's set in the 90s. Um, um, and it's fascinating, but it is like, it's no holds barred. I have to say that. It, interestingly, I should say the the uh, I'm interviewing the, that star and also the showrun, who is a lady, Teresa Fernandez Valdez, which is very interesting because it is, you know, um, I would say it's it's definitely not got the male gaze. There's mm. lots of naked women as well as naked men, particularly the lead guy who spends half the show naked obviously yeah you would think because he's playing a porn star yeah. but it is really it's kind of vividly colourfully shot it's very Almodovarian I would say in mm. tone yes I do I enjoy my porn Almodovarian wherever possible of course you do yeah yeah um, and um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's, it's genuinely interesting. And the what, the funniest thing about it is, I think it's in episode two where he kind of goes from being he's just a kind of guy who shags a lot of women in, in the first episode, and then he joins the army. Blah 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 blah. And he gets a reputation for having a large penis. That's that's the that 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 reputation stands before him. <laughs> right. Then so episode speak. two, you kind of get the he he agrees to join. He meets this woman who works in a live sex show in Barcelona. And he goes and takes part in a live sex show, and that's how it all kind of just, just to be clear, are you yeah. currently spoiling the big knob show for everyone? No, I don't think so. It's only the first. I mean, how is that a spoiler? <laughs> I don't no, know. No, no, I, I don't know. No, I don't think so. When I I researched it all, and that oh, yeah. of course you did. It's also it's a bi- oh, anyway. Okay, I stopped that. But I'm, 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 I'm stopping there at the live sex show because yeah. as I, I must have told you my live sex show story. That, oh my yeah. god, it so, is amazing. Hang on, no, hang James. on. There's a live sex show story. Yes. In it Barcelona, is, it is we were the talking best about before we start recording. We were talking about a stag and hen weekends. And we were. I went on the worst weekend of my life. It was a stag oh weekend. God. Which celebrity stag weekend was it? It was not a celebrity. <laughs> it, was a, it was a normal person. James, just a warning: once you've heard it, you can't. Unhear you can't the story. unhear the story, yeah. listeners. On. Brace yourselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we went to a live sex show, as you do, of course, when you're in. You go a bunch of lads going. To this is how very, Barcelona. how very Richmond AFC of you. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, yeah, they were often on, weren't they? In the yeah, they, they, when yeah. they're in and Amsterdam, they yes. Snubbed it quite rightly. Snubbed it. You should have because they it. are tawdry, and it's a very interesting. Before I tell the story, the, the, the contrast between the Nacho kind of stylized Almodovarian. Almodovarian. This was not an Almodovarian no, live sex show. Absolutely not a Almodovarian. In any way, it was. Quite 
like I'm tawdry. I'm you didn't sit this one out, but you couldn't. You can't. Yeah, peer pressure. Can you know? It's like, <laughs> this is years ago, by the way. This isn't. This is like a long time ago. Nowadays, I wouldn't go to any. It's ruined. It's, I, I wouldn't go to any. Um, what's it called? Uh, uh, stag live sex shows. Stag or live sex shows. Um, anyway, to cut a long story short, the woman oh, you gosh. get women strippers as well, obviously, and this woman stripped off completely naked and. It, she decided that um, she would grab my glasses. She went yep. into the audience, grabbed my glasses. Before I knew what I was doing, I, was, I couldn't stop her. And she put them where, if you like, the sun doesn't shine. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah. And I had to I had to get them back afterwards. I had to wait quite a long time <laughs> at the front of the stage. For her to extract the, the glasses. After, the shame the, of it, queuing up for showed, glasses. Yeah, after the sex show had finished, for them to give me my glasses. I mean, oh. on the plus side, I guess at least you couldn't see what's happening. I couldn't see what's happening, exactly. There was a, pl- there was a plus. <laughs> And Most pertinent question. Please say she cleaned them. Well, they did. They, 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 please say those are not this, the glasses. Some guy gave them back to me when we have cleaned them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, oh, my no. God. I, I would That's so upsetting. Yeah. That is, I, yeah. you're right. I can't unhear that. So now. <laughs> I told you you didn't so know. In the Nacho, they, they don't do that in Nacho, but um, yeah, there's a live sex show. Can, can I say, yeah. I, I have inadvertently walked into two strip shows oh, in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> on two separate occasions, I inadvertently Only walked into strip shows. So one was in Australia when I was backpacking and I would have been, what, like 22 or something. And there was a, it was, I, I can't remember where in Australia it was. It might have been Brisbane. But uh, there was a bit where they said, oh, you, you can get like food at this place for free. So it's part of the youth hostel thing or staying at hostel. They give you a voucher to go to this place. I think it was called The Boot or something. Anyway, you went in there and there was like a restaurant bit and then they went, oh, the, you can get drinks in the bar and the bar's back there. So me and my friend Daniel went into the bar and then someone came through with beers on a thing and said, would you like one? I was like, no, no, no thanks very much. And she walked away and I was like, Daniel. I said, yeah. I said, you know the, the waitress? She said, yeah. I said, she was naked, right? It wasn't just me. And he was like, yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> uh, and, and it was a strip Place and I, but at like no Hooters. point was it like Hooters or, or no, but was it, oh, full, fully nude, okay. fully nude, okay. not topless, fully nude, topless. and it was so disconcerting. I was, and they, but they were just wondering. I don't know if there was a show later on, but they were just ha- like the, they were serving drinks. Naked. And how long did you stay for that particular thing? Yeah. I used my voucher to get my Ten free hours. macaroni cheese, and then we <laughs> left. <laughs> of all but the of all the foods, even that isn't as bad as the other one, which get. was another backpacking thing. I was backpacking this time in Canada, and we were staying somewhere in I think it might have been Jasper. It's in the Rocky Mountains, and I was staying with two friends. And again, it was one of these things. I was looking for snacks. I'm always looking for snacks, and I was going looking for snacks. And I walk into the kind of the the bar area to see if they're serving food, and there is a strip show going on on the stage. But but crucially, the door that I walked in was a door right next to the stage. Oh, so I walk into the room. And I look left and there is a room full of men looking at me. And I'm a bit like, oh, this is this is awkward. Am I in the middle? And then I look so right. So I took my clothes off and there we were. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, I saw I went for Magic Mike. But I looked to the right and there was just this naked woman just sort of standing there looking slightly peeved that I just essentially walked in front of the stage and I, I exited stage left very real, rapidly. It's got real Mr. V- Bean vibe I know. <laughs> there is a real Bean-esque quality to it. It was, it was not my finest hour. But uh, yeah, that was awkward. Oh, really, gosh. really awkward. Any live sex show strip shows, Kay? No, I yeah. feel like Haven't I've you really missed like, out. You know, um, what's it called? The uh, the chimney. Oh my right? god! I've no idea. I went to Magic, Magic Mike. Mike. Oh, you were in Magic oh Mike Live. Don't yes. pretend you haven't been. Oh my been. god! What a dickhead! Yeah, I have actually, and not so long ago, I was oh. taken as a, a present for me by someone who is my best friend and should know me better. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it was kind of excruciating. Um, I had to try and lean into it. But also, when we first sat down, I was sitting next to a ladder and my friend was just really laughing at me. And I was thinking, oh God, what's she laughing at? And then I realised that's where they were going to start dancing. And like, a ladder? Yeah. 
they, you know, they have That's all the, they're all like you know jumping off stuff and yeah. shit like yeah. that. And I in, I insisted I swap places, but yeah, no, I mean, after a while, I kind of grew used to it, but it just makes me feel intrinsically uncomfortable. So yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Listeners, if you ever find yourself seated next to a ladder, move. <laughs> yes, 100%. Or if you see that clearly labelled bar that says strip joint, like James did, yeah. don't yeah. walk in. Although, Look, if you listen to James' telling of that, that story, both he, he didn't even know where he was half the time. Like, I mean, genuinely. Are you being led through these, He's like, like, who the am world I? with the blindfold on? Yeah, I mean, your... I wasn't, let's say, I wouldn't call myself a natural backpacker. <laughs> I don't think I was particularly well equipped for it. But someone gives you a voucher for free macaroni cheese, you go where they have the macaroni cheese. I mean, do you? Yes. I think from going forward, if you're going to do this again, you need a snack sack, a.k.a. a bum bag, which has snacks in it, so you never have to go anywhere. So you never have to go into a strip yeah, pub to get food. I'm going to buy you a snack sack. Yeah, that's fair. I will that say this for mac cheese. It is a very common kind of side order in America, in American like fast food restaurants and stuff. It, yeah. It's, it's weird. But an accompany- here it's like you're lucky if you get, you know, it's like no, an elaborate thing to get mac meal. and cheese. In America, it's like every, everywhere. Yeah. Little pots of mac and cheese, yeah. given in the strip show. Even in strip clubs, apparently. Yeah. yeah absolutely anyway. True. What else have you been watching, Boydie, that doesn't involve of, naked people or sex show. shows? Um, last week I mentioned these BBC comedy shorts mm. that arrived. They're all, they're all now online if you go to the iPlayer. Um, and I watched a few of them and they're really good. The, there's one that Ricky, Ricky Gervais, Ricky Gervais <laughs> directed that is very good. And the best one, though, is called Man Eater. It is uh, written by Angela Nessie and Anna Brooke Mitchell. And it's a comedy horror. Uh, I won't say kind of much more than that, but it's quite bloody and violent, but really funny at the same time. And um, yeah, it, if you're into, do you com- think I'd like it? Um, I think you'd cope. I mean, okay, it's it's not too bloody and gory because it's it is bloody and gory. I mean, I can't you can't deny it, but because it is a comedic tone to it, I think hopefully that would make you yeah cope with it better <laughs> who knows um, but they're really they're interesting there's one called Mobility which stars Jack Carroll who's the BGT guy you know the, the guy with a disability who's I think he won BGT uh, a few years ago uh, comedian Lee Ridley. Lee, Lee Jack Ridley. Carroll oh okay no, Jack Carroll no, not not the um, the voice guy. No, this is a, a, a different guy, um, and that's really interesting. Um, so yeah, uh, it's I, I recommend those BBC shorts on the iPlayer, James. And I haven't been able to, been able to t- I haven't had time to watch much else because I had to watch Nacho, and I watched lots of episodes of one of the shows you're reviewing this week. I'm not going to say which one. No spoilers. Ooh, interesting. Mm. Mm. Yes. I have it on good authority that a show that I have been very much looking forward to has arrived on the streaming scre- oh, on the streaming portal. So I assumed you that was going to be your answer. No, if it I isn't. was actually I meant mm. to say, can we do a sweet state of what James has been watching at <laughs> the weekend? Because I assume because we were told that was arriving at the weekend. Yeah, we were. I can't believe you didn't watch it. What were you doing? No, because I've had too much else to watch. Uh-huh. I'm having to rush myself. Because the thing is, I am watching Star Trek: Strange New Worlds because uh-huh. the new series is upon us. Yes. We may or may not be doing an interview for that show. So I kind of feel like I need oh, to God. I need to get Secret through Strange News. New Worlds. So I've been watching a lot of Strange New Worlds. James and his secret sci-fi interviews. <laughs> he, just, he just goes off, sneaks yeah. off with yeah. his little snack sack. No, yeah, he goes off. I'm yeah. basically just looking for mac and cheese. No, no, it happens to be with a Star Trek cast them fine. Cast them as drop yeah. randomly. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, no, I'm loving Strange New Worlds. Absolutely loving it. I take back everything I said about it being procedural. It's, weekly, it's, it's, <laughs> it's glorious and it's oh, wonderful I'm and I love to, it. I'm going to have to watch it. Uh, it's, it's definitely the best I Star Trek at the moment. I series two in this week's Heat magazine. That's not all I've been watching. Obviously, we watched the finales of the various things yes. we've already talked about. We don't yes. need to go in about that. No. If you subscribe to Planet Plus, you already know this. Uh, I also watched something else. What? An entire series of something else. Oh, there you go. I finished... 
Colin from Accounts. Oh, oh yes, James. I I binged my way through it. I've I've had, as you may have heard, I think I mentioned I was having a bit of a shocker last week. Let me tell you, you thought it was bad, but it got worse. <laughs> my oh, week yeah. got worse. Tell them. Uh, I may or may not oh, have yeah. accidentally like severed the end of my finger with a pair of garden shears. So that was obviously That's not even a joke, guys. It's not even a joke. It was not the best thing that happened to me. But but I needed something to make me feel better. I needed to be happy. I needed some antidote to that. And I was like, do you know what? I need Colin. I yes. need Colin. Everyone and I put it Colin. on and I just watched episode after episode after episode and I just kept going through it. But the thing is, what was putting me off watching it is because you had really scared the shit out of me about episode seven. And I, so I was really nervous going into episode <laughs> seven because as you know, my whole cringe phobia is what stops me watching Succession. Yeah. Like it's really mm. difficult for me. It wasn't as bad as, I know what you mean. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be, but it, it was, oh, there were a couple just, of moments it's specifically... Token. Yeah, it was the, it was the, it was the him, it was the, the awful cringe. And I'm not going to give away anything of him trying to communicate with people from yeah, another generation yeah, in an yeah. excruciating it's fashion. So, it's so realistic because, you know, it's like you could see it yeah, happening. You could, and it was, it was, I mean, it was, it was absolutely painful, but it was so well written. And some of the lines in that episode were nothing short of genius. Yeah. Like nothing short of genius. Oh, I'm I just, so happy yeah. you watched it. I loved the whole show. And then, you know, it had some bittersweet moments and I loved the way it ended. That whole season, I loved it. Loved it. Didn't you love how um, that episode seven en- ended as well? Yes. Do you remember? Yeah. Yes. That was I, very good. It was also interesting as well because it was one of those situations where people were having a fight, but there was there was bellendry to go around. Like they mm-hmm. were both being dicks. And so I wasn't, you weren't particularly sympathetic to either of them in that in that regard. I, I think, think she... She was being more of a dick than he was. They were both being dicks, I think. He like he certainly got the short end of the stick in terms of the scenario, but I don't think had scenario. maybe... <laughs> well, no, because I'm trying to not give, drop any spoilers. No, it's the no, pronunciation. Scenario. Is that scenario. <laughs> scenario, yeah. scenario. Oh, my God, scenario. The thing that, that happened. Uh, so so he got to... But, but I thought he didn't deal with it very well. You know, like it's like, it's like all right, calm down. Like, so I didn't think he dealt with it very well. And then she was a dick about it. I but, love him, uh, so I'll always defend him. I love them yeah. both. I think yeah, they're yeah. both glorious. Bring and on season two. Yes, bring on season two of Colin from Accounts. So that's what I've been watching this week. And can I just say the forbearance, the forbearance for me not watching the thing that I really what wanted is to the watch. Thing? I don't know what you guys. We can't possibly about. say. You can't, I mean, I think. You, well, <laughs> I, think you well, I suppose it's not breaking an embargo. No, well, is it breaking an embargo to say that I could see them? No. It's no, fine. it's not. What is it? Just tell me, goddammit. I guess. I don't guess. It's foundation season two, isn't it? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Hardcore sci-fi geekery. Okay? Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. Well, watch it at some point. I mean, look, I look forward to you watching it. That is the only thing I'm keeping me going it. at the moment. Oh, you absolutely are. A foundation with famously the uh, the mass killing of millions of people scene. That's famously. No, famously. 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 Hey. See, we had to, see, we're doing these, we're doing that again. We're doing like pilot plus in uh, jokes. Yeah, the people on the regular track. show will not understand. Sorry. Okay, well, yeah. so, you know, that's another reason to Someone had up. a go at me. Not had a go. Someone pointed out that I re- frequently say... Um, say uh, that, famously. that famously, you say famously, famously most say episodes. Famously yeah, every, all the time. Yeah, you do. But I, I think mean, most examples are famously. <laughs> <laughs> they were, to be fair, yeah. but yeah. They were pretty famous answers. Yeah. Uh, Kay, what have you been watching? Right, so I have been watching... I finished watching Maryland, which we actually um, reviewed on this show, which yes. is the Saran Jones mm. and Eve Best three-parter. And I really, really enjoyed it, I have to say. like, I, li- I liked the first episode, but it just got better and better. And I, I found it incredibly moving, their portrayal of siblings who are grief-stricken, but are also like examining their relationships. And like it brings up a load of things from their childhood, and it's like misremembering and what actually happened, and yada, yada. It was, I thought it was really good. Um, so 
So I watched that. That's on ITVX. And then I also watched Annika. Annika! Yes, which Sorry. is the uh, Nicola. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It was, I was doing Liam Neeson doing Annika. But I've Annika. Got, I, just, okay. I just put it down to him having an episode. No, I wasn't. Yeah, was was like you just let it pass you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is my new tactic what with him. an interesting scenario. <laughs> It's Pavlovian with me. I can't, like now when anyone says Anakin, I have to go, Anakin. It's well, like... She didn't say Anakin, she no, said Anakin. Yeah, but it was close enough. Like if you'd said was like, it? Sons <laughs> of Anarchy, that would have done it as well. Of okay, course. well anyway, anyway, I've been watching the show Annika um, with Nicola Walker. It's a crime Annika. show based on a Radio 4 drama and it's on iPlayer and it stars, um, yeah, Nicola as a uh, Marine Homicide Unit detective um, who's solving murders... We reviewed season one. ...around the Scottish Wars. Oh, did you? Mm. Oh. I believe our main takeaway was it had the most ludicrously lavish office yes with this glorious yes. view and we couldn't get over it I remember oh the yeah. views in all of this it this is a series one by the way that's gone for, we reviewed it when it was on uh, Alibi I believe yeah. oh, fine. on the UK okay, TV yeah. network and it's now on the BBC One on a Saturday night yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And do you know what? It does do that thing which I hate, which is breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't you rail against breaking the fourth wall? I did. It's fine when it's Nicola Walker. Right. But yeah. I do think, no, like, I still do not like it. However, with her character, um, Annika, who is very quirky and um, she's very funny and stuff like that, I think actually it does add something by having her talking to camera because you get to see that. His, did you actively yawn? I've got, I'm, I'm not well. I mean, I mean, you were being the, quite tedious, so it's fair. No. The rank rudeness today, guys, is, is outrageous. Boyd's just drifting off. I have to blow my nose now as well. Do you know what, Boyd? Sorry. If you want to yawn at Nicola Walker's performance, but by all means. Uh, yeah, anyway. Harsh. Uh, yeah, it's, it is good and um, it had a very satisfying ending. So I'd recommend that. That's on iPlayer. Have you watched all the episodes? Yeah, yeah. all six. Finished it. All right. Well, if that is all that we've been watching, we can move on to this week's listener question. And this week's listener question comes from Trudy Parling. And it says, Hi, I have a question for the pod. I will admit to cheating mm. on the Pilot TV podcast. What? And listening to Must Watch on Five Live. They were talking about the ITV drama Maryland. There you go. See, it all comes full circle. Uh, which was set in the Isle of Man, but filmed in Ireland. Pilot TV's very own Boyd Hilton texted into the show. <laughs> <laughs> to advise them of the filming location. Of course you did. This is the uh, power of Boyle. Yeah, like Boyle's yeah. like, I think you'll find. Um, <laughs> this leads me to your favourite crossover episodes. <laughs> there you go. Can I just say that? The reason I um, messaged them was because I do this and, you know, I've got friends Friends of mine are on that show. I used to do, I used to do, as everyone knows, Five Live every week. <laughs> Famously, famously, famously. Then I was, then we got rid of for a younger model, a younger, better. There is no one better than you, Boydo. And I actually started doing this podcast, and this became. I couldn't do both, but they were banging on. Honestly, they were reviewing. They were reviewing Maryland, and they went on and on the reviews about the location and how it was all about the Isle of Man, and it was like you know amazing locations in the Isle of Man. And I was like, I was like, oh my god, someone's got to correct it because it's just so misleading, isn't it? To say that the whole point of it's a love letter. Actually, the host Nihal actually asked, is it a love letter to the Isle of Man? I'm like, just stop now. So I had, to, I felt I had to tell them, point out that it was actually shot in Ireland, and they didn't know. So they, did you take gleeful delight? I in did this? not. I was not being gleeful. I was not being a, a prick, honestly. <laughs> I was just trying to help, and I did. And they were. They seem grateful because yeah, they would have carried on about it even more I'm sure if I hadn't pointed it out yeah they were doing a love letter to the love letter to the Isle of Man exactly yeah it just got out of hand that's why I intervened yes okay good yeah. good as for crossover oh god that's a hard question isn't it 
oh, best well, crossover I, episodes. Um, I can go first if you want because oh. I. Oh. Hang on, surely you haven't prepared for a listener yes, question. Yes, I have this time. <laughs> this cannot be true. I did it a few seconds before we came on air. <laughs> of course you did. Um, and so yeah, I actually didn't have one on the top of my head, so I did have to Google. Well, it. the first question would be: Are there any good ones? Yeah, that's true. Because they don't tend to be banner episodes of really anything no. that where it happens, do well, they? Well, the example I was going to cite is when Olivia Pope from Scandal showed up to give Annalise Keating her support in How to Get Away with Murder. I've heard of this one. Mm. I know Scandal better than I know How to Get Away with Murder, although I've watched a few episodes of that. But So they had a proper, and it worked, like it, as in it did justice to both. From what I remember, yes. But I mean, it was a long time ago. I remember it being on and seeing it and thinking, oh my God, like that. And yeah, so I can't remember to say, was it the best crossover? But I remember it was notable. Hmm. I, like there were, there have been a few where you got procedural ones where it's like I think did ER do one with what with one of those other John Well shows. I'm not sure, no. but I know that some of those ones. So Third Watch, I think, had a crossover episode with another show. Uh, so I mean, all the few of those ones do all the time. Well, yeah, and yeah, the and like the, the NCISs yes, is, is, have, the, have crossed over a few yeah. times. Um, and the what's the one that Terry loves? Oh, Law and Order. Law and Order. Yes. Law and Order. Yes, and they've done the that. Other, the new Law and Order one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those kind of things. And the CSIs, I'm sure, have done one at one point. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So what we're saying is, I prepared a new two. No, I prepared a bit. I would like to say the, the one, the one that was surprisingly good was the Simpsons Family Guy one. Which was, oh, I, yes, oh, that's, that's cool. often cited yeah. as a good one. Uh, yeah, which um, because it was more Simpsonsy than Family Guy. Which Thank was God, key. exactly. Yeah, because I'm not a huge fan of Family Guy either. Although it has famously it has its fans, famously <laughs> does have its fans. Yes. It has millions of fans who are very, very committed to Family Guy. But the that crossover was really was really fun. Um, and what's the definition of a crossover? Because if you def- is it as two shows that are still going that. I don't know that they necessarily. No, well, in that so. case, of course, <laughs> I am predictably going to say two examples Frasier. in the world of comedy. Yes, Frasier and Cheers. Yeah, there was an excellent. That episode. you can't. That's. A, I what? suppose you can. It's a spin-off, but yeah, yes. all right. I can, you can kind of get away with. Well, it. you've given me carte blanche. Kind now. of. <laughs> that's like like an X Files Millennium crossover, of which there was one. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Anyway, there was a really good episode of Frasier where they um they all they, they was doing a Cheers reunion in like an airport bar and um and Frasier and Niles and they, they were all there and it was fantastic. It was a, it's a really really good yeah episode. that would be that yeah, is a good to example. get all of them there to go because there's there were other episodes where um individual um uh, characters popped up and they were fine. Wait, the, Frasier. Yeah, Frasier from Cliff. Cheers. Did Cliff Cheers. pop up? Cliff was in this episode. <gasps> Cliff and oh. Norm, all the classics are in there. And it's really, it's really funny. Um, and the other one, of course, is the great. The, almost an entire season of Curb was about bringing back Seinfeld. So that was a brilliant. That was my favorite ever season of Curb, where um, uh, Larry decided to bring back um, Seinfeld just so he could get back with his ex-wife because <laughs> she was annoyed with him just lounging about not doing any work. So he was like, "All right, I'm going to cr- create a what, Cheryl." Yeah, Cheryl, yeah. So he deliberately created a new version of Seinfeld and it went brilliantly wrong. But all of the ex-Seinfeld people came back. Brilliant. Oh, Jerry, cool. Julie, Louis, Dreyfus, etc. It was fantastic. And they brought out the old set and all of that. It was just brilliant. So yeah, that's my favourite. Uh, the, the correct answer to this, much as I will never watch it, is probably the Crisis on Infinite Earths thing where all the Arrowverse shows kind of imploded yeah. into one, which apparently was really good. Yeah. But I didn't watch it, so I can't really say. Uh, ones that I liked, I quite enjoyed the Mad About You Friends one because I liked both shows. So that was quite fun. Uh, I also... That's, yeah, with... Um, Lisa Goudreau. Lisa Goudreau playing. Who plays roles yeah. in both of them. Yeah, Lisa absolutely. Yeah. Um, I really liked uh, uh, David E. Kelly's uh, The Practice I really like that. And that crossed over with Ali McBeal at one point. Really? It span off into Boston Legal, so that doesn't really count. But Boston Legal, also great. Um, 
what else have we got? The the Angel Buffy one isn't bad. It's not spectacular because I don't tend to think a lot of the times these crossovers are brilliant. I think sometimes it's always oh, quite fun to see these two shows you love sharing the screen, but oftentimes I think they struggle to do justice to all the characters because they're trying to blend two shows often with two different tones together. I'm not sure that it necessarily works all that well, but um, but certainly that's a thing that happened. Um, the Arrowverse also did a, a Lucifer crossover, if I'm right in saying, because I think yes, their John right. Constantine turns up in Lucifer at one point. Yeah. Um, and there's also a Simpsons X-Files crossover. Can you call it a crossover if it's just Mulder and Scully being in The Simpsons or is oh, that I just a so. guest appearance? No, I think so. I, I mean, who, yeah, who can define Who can define what it is? Here's the thing that I didn't know that happened. I Love Lucy did an Adventures of Superman crossover. This is absolutely what? true. Wow. Where <laughs> absolutely George Reeves turned up on I Love Lucy as Superman in character. So there was a crossover of that. Wow. Haven't seen it. Sounds wild though. Haven't you got all of the I Love Lucy episodes on DVD? <laughs> Me? Yeah. No, I don't watch I Love Lucy. You've got to be joking. Come on. I am joking. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you are joking. Okay, good. Well, that's, I mean, that's I great. Mean, that is it was so dry. So dry. Yeah, that I just doesn't get comedy. To create your word. Yeah. Except there was one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm like Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. I take everything absolutely literally. Uh, yeah. Yeah. True that. Uh, any other contenders for this? No. And okay, you only like to give us one answer. So uh... <laughs> you've had my answer, James. <laughs> okay, fine. Don't be greedy. I guess that's the question answered. We hope you enjoyed that insight into our lives. Uh, if you would like a question answered on this or indeed on Pilot Plus, do send them to us via DM at Pilot TV Pod on Twitter or Instagram or to me at Jamesy Dyer just on Instagram should we talk about some news there's oh. not a lot of news this week but oh, there are at least a- two well, yeah. two things yeah. which are quite big Kay yeah. would you like to start with the first one yes well it, I don't know if it's what you're talking about but I mean it's about Star Trek Strange New Worlds right yeah Oh my God, did you hear that as well? No, it's not. It's about Kim Cattrall. Who's crossing over with Star Trek Strange New Worlds. (laughs) Kim Cattrall is going to appear in the new series of And Just Like That, which I find completely... Who saw that coming? Because it's well reported, the rift between um, Kim and SJP. And, you know, there's no love lost there. And she always vowed she wouldn't do anything again with them. You know, like she was really Mm. done with that character and, more importantly, SJP. And now it's been announced or rather you know in variety reports that the um that the actress will you know reprise her role but before anyone gets excited it will just be a phone call apparently yeah. and, and obviously they never they cross paths yeah, at any point pass, she won't speak to SJP it'll be very you know like TV magic do you way. think they just turned up to her house with a wheelbarrow full of cash and yeah, said they, all you've got to do is pick up the phone and yeah, talk to no one they will have done it and I and I I've really am kind of like frustrated by that because you know the fact that she um, we will see her on screen did you say that? yes yeah, but yeah, she's yeah. I think she, oh, she's, she's talking on the phone, on the phone yeah, to, I, thought, I thought you were to Carrie no, just no, see her over here yeah no but actually obviously she's talking to her because we want to see her on screen well they confirmed that costume designer Patricia Field has has worked on a dress for the scene so there we go yeah just wow. to, yeah. yeah because you know they were they could have had her in there and just gone full you know, good wife on the whole thing. Gone full Julianne Margulies, Archie Punjabi, and just, you know, green screen them in, done cutaways, used doubles. I know, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. The fact that they did so much of it and just so would, never saw each other. Uh, when did that start? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look into it to know exactly. But the feud, but it went on for a few seasons, didn't it? Like it wasn't. And do we know what it was because of? I don't know, Boydie. You probably know both of them. Was it what happened? <laughs> you were probably there. <laughs> was it over you, Boydie? Did you start the yes, feud? That's Text right, them yes. now, Boyd. Okay. Famously, no, no Boyd, what was it Famously, about? Famously, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need to look into it. Yes. I'm guessing money, but that is a guess. It's yeah. usually money. No, but I no, think but, I think it's personality yeah, clash. Yeah, I feel I feel like, you know. Who's whose team would you be on? Oh, that's a difficult mm, one. Go on. That's a difficult one. I'm, I'm not I'm saying. gonna be I'm gonna be um, Team Archie. Yeah. Yeah. 
He marched all the way. Kalinda for the win. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I'd love to drink tequila with her. <laughs> Both wearing leather skirts. Do you remember she used to wear that she leather did. skirt, leather jacket? Very yep. bold, double leather approach. Um, but yeah. So that's my big news of the week, Boydo. Anything? Um, well, Boyd is obviously going to tell you that The Witcher is getting a fifth season, uh, oh. even though the fourth season, which is shooting with uh, obviously uh, Liam Hemsworth playing Geralt instead of Henry Cavill, but they, they're saying that a fifth season they're going to go Are straight into after shooting the fourth. Thunder? Well, no, I'm just I'm helping Boyd because I know that that would be the most important news for Boyd. Um, in no scenario is that the most important <laughs> I'm obsessed with scenario yeah. no yeah. wasn't it scenario no, scenario scenario is the right pronunciation yeah, no, no. Scenario. No, I, no he said scenario oh was it scenario no, I scenario. said scenario, scenario yeah. instead of oh clearly scenario God. gigantic yeah. doofus yeah. <laughs> yeah. no I the, the, the new story that really fascinated me this week is, is quite a long thing but oh. I'm sure on it it's Did not what see? I thought you'd go for no it's um, the whole thing about the um Poisonous culture in when they made Lost. Oh my God! No. Could I just say so? This was this was an uh, this is this is Mo Ryan's book, isn't yep. it? Yeah. And this is an excerpt for Maureen Ryan. Yeah, but she goes by Mo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's Mo to me. She's Mo to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and she she she's an excerpt for her book ran in yes. uh, in Fantasy, Fantasy Fair. Fair. And could Your I just favorite. say? Could I just say? As far as excerpts go, this excerpt must be twenty thousand oh words it's long. So long. It took me yeah. about an hour Same. to get through it. It is Same. so long. It's fascinating. Is it in the new Vanity Fair? It, yeah. it, it is, it's yeah. It's up on their website. It's online. It's on their website. But it's, I mean, bloody hell. It's extraordinary. And, and the chapter, uh, she says the chapter in the book about it is even longer. Just, so this is the edited version. What's what's the top lines? The top line is, what's that, TLDR? Is that the TLDR, yeah. yeah. Um, is that the um, writer's room, particularly, uh, was a toxic atmosphere. Septic tank. Um, yeah, it was a septic tank. It was There was racism, sexism, mm. and just generally the treatment of people of colour was awful, um, and the, the stretch to the cast as well. So, oh, um, really? Yeah. So, you know... What, the cast treating people of colour, or people, people of colour within of color the cast? within the cast mm. being discarded. Yeah, Harold Perrineau is quoted Harold quite Perrineau. extensively. Harold throughout. Perrineau particularly, but, yeah. But fascinatingly, so she also does talk to Carlton Cuse and Damon yeah, Lindelof yeah, and does. basically holds their feet to the fire yeah, over yeah. the toxicity which apparently did stem from their offices. Damon Lindelof is kind of very, um, I would say, what's the word, um, apologetic. He's quite, yeah, he's he contrite about it, yes, I he's would contrite. say. Yeah. He says, you know, that young, it was a younger version of me that I, he kind of renounces that younger version of himself, basically. Mm. I think he was like th- in his early 30s or whatever. Not that young. I oh, know, I know, not exactly yeah. that point. Has, she she does very good, she does hold his feet to the fire because she goes, well, you weren't that young and you know, blah, 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 blah. But it, kind of there are wider kind of, uh, for me it's like, this, this story is so fascinating because I find the whole concept of writer's room is quite scary, right? And we, we've mm. talked about this with the writer's strike, that there's such a cultural difference between British drama and American drama. And I know, as, I've, as I said a few weeks ago, I know there are more and more writer's rooms in British scripted stuff. But it's still, the model for British TV was always single or maybe a duo writing every episode of their show. And and series were much shorter. The American the, the reason why Americans have these writer's rooms is because they have 22, 24 yeah. episode series. So they have to, you know, it is like an industry. It's more like a soap in a way. Yeah, in that yeah, way. Yeah. So there are writer's rooms in soaps effectively, mm-hmm. aren't there? Um, anyway, I just read this thing and I thought, I bet loads of writers' rooms run by men, hmm. you know, run by white men, you know, for, forever have been toxic.
toxic because it's such a it's such an intense process. But know? also the power that showrunners yeah. in particular have. If you have exactly. people where power is centralised so critically in a, like one or two people, yeah. there will be abuses of that power. Yeah. Now I know for a fact that, for example, Succession, because you know the, the famous point. I loads of script books from Succession. Yes. And in the intros, in fact, have I, been in, I wrote yeah. uh, read something with Lucy Preble right. written. Yeah. But a, a couple of the female writers on um, Succession have written articles in the Guardian and and I think intros to those books saying how the the writer was brilliant in Succession because Jesse Armstrong, who is a lovely guy, you can not, he absolutely made sure that that was not in any way toxic and made sure it was a fantastic working environment for everyone. Mm. Still must have been think, terrifying, by the way. Oh, of course. Don't you think yeah. pitching in one of those sure. in those writing rooms? Absolutely, yeah. And they all talk about what the pitching process oh, was. God, I just shit myself. Yeah, but I think uh, you know, I'm sure there were loads of these stories that are going to come out of of, of toxic writers' rooms. Mm. And, and, not and, Succession. Not Succession. Absolutely yeah. not Succession. No, but um, that's you know and. and that does. I'm not saying that um, they're all like this. This one, this particular one, but it is an, if, a fascinating article, mm. and it kind of. I wonder if you've. I mean, well, I think we we always agree, you and I, James, that lost lost its way quite a lot, and we didn't find it very satisfying in the end. But I know there are loads of people who, who worship that show, and I wonder if you do worship that show, does it? You know, does it kind of put a crimp on your your mm. fondness for it? Because I think it would if I was that obsessed with it. I mean, but it's, I mean, it goes into such detail. They talk about the writers who were writing the tailies sections yeah. of it and how they were almost treated like the tailies of the writer's room. And talking about, the, I mean, there's a particularly a sort of like harsh bit when talking about Carl. Carl Cuse, to be fair to him, does entirely deny this. Yes. But the way he talked about the... Uh, exit of Mr. Echo, Adewale Akinoye Akbaje's yeah, character. And it's like, oh, which is, I mean, that's quite yeah. close to the knuckle. Yeah. Um, and, and the way Harold Perrineau's concerned over the, what was happening with the characters of colour were kind of dismissed. Yeah. There's also two women wrote an episode and, yeah. they, and, and, and it was so good and popular among the fans that, mm. that, that Carlton Cuse, this this co-showrunner um, couldn't deal with it and allegedly he denies this bit as well I think he wanted them to buy him a present or something what? yeah that bit that yeah. bit is mad oh, that's the yeah. maddest bit he outright denies that but you know yeah because it would make him a ridiculous yeah, human being yeah it's insane yeah it seems really really the other thing toxic. I was going to say is I went on set famously famously, <laughs> famously went on set he famously no, you were so lucky what jam uh, it was the, boy do tell me what indignities did you suffer on set <laughs> in Hawaii at your five star the, hotel the point I was going to make was genuinely I'm not just showing off I'm partly showing off because I do mention this every he single like time. He does like show off. I do mention this loss. It was the greatest set visit in history of the world. It's Hawaii. Do you know how many days. times I've heard this story? Hawaii. I'm not gonna, I'm just, but was there a live sex show while you were there? <laughs> not, that I, not that I know of. I'm sure there was. With grass um, it was an amazing trip. But we did interview Dave Lindelof and Colin Coos, I remember, and that, particularly about, you know, have you, do you know how you're planning to reveal what the fuck's going on in this show? Because it was the classic puzzle box mystery show. But what's interesting is you don't have any idea. You know, when you're a everyone's on best behaviour. All the cast yeah, were lovely. Yeah, we interviewed, yeah, yeah. interviewed everyone, um, Harold included, Harold Perrino included, who's, uh, you know, featuring this thing. Everyone's being lovely. And it completely shows you yeah. that you get a totally fake if idea. You, yeah, because yeah. if you'd been like stumbling around for some snacks and opened that right, door right. in that writer's room, yeah. you would have yeah, found exactly. out the truth. But, exactly. the, but that's how, you know, when you have journalists on set, I, that's actually, I was on I set visit for a film. I will not say what it was. But that everyone was like really complimentary about everyone and the director and all sorts of things. And and then I subsequently found out that that was very, very, very much not the case. But obviously, yeah. they're like, there's a journalist on set, everyone be like, oh, best yeah, behaviour. Oh, standard. You yeah. know? So really. no one. I know, I know. But I know. they were all miserable 
miserable and having a horrific time. Yeah, it happens a lot. It's fascinating. I did another, there was a, a, a comedy show that I went on set of once and um, kind of got to know some of the cast quite well, actually. And only, like literally a year later, it went out on TV. It got, you know, nice reviews. Everyone, and honestly, I, I, I just a, a, a social event. I spoke to one of the people and they were like, you have no idea. It was a, oh my God, a toxic hotbed of misery. Yeah. I'll tell you out off air. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. But I think I think you're right. Like I think now this domino has fallen. I think we'll hear more about mm. more toxic uh writing room, writing's yeah. rooms. Yeah. There but, we go. But that was my other news story. It wasn't the one you were thinking of. It wasn't. The one I thought you were going to mention was three words that I have for you. The office. Australia. Oh yeah, The Office Australia what? is coming to... The Office yes. Australia is coming to Prime oh, Video. You know yes. what though, I do love all Australian shows now. Well, yeah, that's Based true. Based on Colin. Colin is not in this one. Except for Deadlock. You didn't like the Literally last week. Let me rephrase that. I do love Colin from Accounts, so maybe I like this. Well, this has got Felicity Ward in it, and it is essentially from from the creators of The Office, in theory. But it's it's based on Australia. It's, you know... Yeah, I'm into it. The Office Australia. It it's a female-led. It's a female. Office. It's a, it's a Hannah Howard is the um is the main character. Yes, yeah, so it's a female um, spin on the um, whole thing. Uh, but it's not going to launch until twenty next year. Okay? Yeah, oh. it's going to launch on Prime Video globally, excluding the US. I don't know where it's launching in the US, but then that doesn't affect us that much anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'd be fascinated. The to see Office it. Australia. Yeah, I'm just. Are you are you against this K on principle, or are you are you? No, I'm into it. I was neutral? thinking if I could um, wangle a trip to Australia to do a set visit, oh, I and then see. and then it reminded me about the Fiji trip, and so I was just googling to see if we had any more info on when that show it was going to TX and stop. Filming. Well, presumably, you know, if you needed to, you could just stay with the Colin guys because you're such close friends now. <gasps> so that would be fine. If I could be friends with them, <laughs> that would be the great. I, honestly, they're such a great couple. Set visit for Colin from Account Season 2. You are friends with them after your interview. Yeah, you sounded friendly. Not enough to stay over. (laughs) I think you could. They've probably got to get But when Series 2 comes on, I definitely want to do a whole episode dedicated to it. James, in, are you... I'm in. I'm in for oh, that, really? actually. Okay. Yes. I thought I'd have to work on I'm, you I'm a more. full Colin stand at this point, even though it's a comedy. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was lovely. Yeah. I thought it was, okay, thought it was cool. great. Right, any other news that doesn't involve Toxic Writers Rooms or spin-offs of The Office? Nothing from me. There must be more. I refuse to believe there is not more. Boydie, um, give me more news. There's a, there was a reporting variety about the biggest shows of the year so far like the season you know if you talk, think about the TV season in America starts in the fall of last year going through to the spring of this year they've done a story in kind of what the biggest successes were and basically Yellowstone you may not be surprised to know is still the biggest show on American TV and is absolutely massive which is why kind of there's all those spin-offs from it you know it's never going to end basically Tyler, Taylor Sheridan's domination of um, American television what else is on the list good question Kay I'm going to get to that <laughs> Fire <Sorry>. Country <laughs> We haven't even heard of this show. This is the year's hottest new show. Clearly. About an elite group of firefighters and the prison release program that assists in extinguishing massive wildfires in North California. Is this not just like, isn't this, is this not the it's, thing from Entourage? It's Smoke Jumpers. It is, yeah, it's basically Smoke Jumpers. It's a Joe Brockheimer production and it's fucking massive. It's the number one new drama. I've how, never heard of it. Fire <laughs> Country on CBS. And it just shows you, because CBS is very good at churning out kind of big mainstream procedurals. procedurals. Yeah. And they're massive in America, watched by gazillions of people, but no one really cares about them because they're unsexy and they're not, you know, they're not um, poncy streaming drum, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that is the biggest show. Uh, other huge shows, Young Sheldon still does really well. That's the biggest sitcom in America. Really? Ghosts. 
Ghost, the American Ghost. American Ghost oh. is fine. It's, it's it's second, I wouldn't say it's a step up on the British one, but it is fine. It's the second biggest comedy in America, on America TV right mm, now. It's yeah, and the Connors, which is shown on Sky. Actually, I watched a bit of it the other day and I didn't like it. Boy, <laughs> um, oh, it's railing and, against yeah. this list. And Abba Elementary, then Abba yes. Elementary, which is your, your favourite. Yeah, obviously. that's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. There you go. Excellent. Does that mark the end of news, are we saying? I think it might do. We're sure, done. Sure, We're you done. don't want to... Yeah. No, no I'm more news. I'm calling time on it, James. Kay has called time on news. Okay, fine. Well, that's it from news. I just want to mention something. I mean, don't know if it classifies as news. It's a tweet that we had, which um, was basically from Sea Witch, 1692. And she also teared up at So Long Farewell in Ted Lasso. You know, you guys were saying, oh, you know, that didn't make you emotional. At no point did I say that. You and did. if, if you, you were a Pilot Plus subscriber, you would know that I said I welled up multiple times but during the final that. episode of Ted Lasso. But not Just that. not Just, at yeah. the, yeah, not at no, the, well, she, the musical They said number. they were moved by that um, and how the team reacted when Ted um, said they nailed it. But also she's saying, like, after these great series finales, including Happy Valley, I need to take a break from TV. Catch you all in the fall. I'm what? glad. I'm glad to support Pilot TV Plus. Come back, Sea Witch 1692. Sea so, Witch 1692. Yeah. Uh, is continue to subscribe to Pilot Plus. Yeah, we what appreciate a that. But is yeah. not watching TV now until no, autumn. No, they're done. Why is she done again? Why is she done? She. Yeah. I think it's just like Ted. Ted's finished her off. Oh. Yeah. No. Just I think She's all the epic season. Yeah. Season wow. finale. Just She's too much. Done. Too much good TV know, in one I week. Want to, I want them to come back. Sensory overload. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Oh, okay. There was one other news story actually, I forgot. Oh, okay, no, bring back the news, go for it. I'm bringing back the news. I'm just, just, it's just anarchy now. Anarchy. Um, uh, Soccer oh Aid for UNICEF is on next Sunday, hosted by TV's Dermot O'Leary. And among the stars taking part, right, are Stormzy, Tom Hiddleston, yes. Danny Dyer, etc. But the Her best relation. one... I do love Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer, brilliant. Which, which Danny Dyer? Oh, senior all the way. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you. But the best thing is, Penn Badgley of you yes. oh is my taking God. part. How brilliant is that? As that you can is see, a really good signing. Yeah, really good signing. The you dude. He will football. be fully clothed. He'll never swap yeah, his exactly. top Will he have his anyone? lustrous beard? Who knows? I don't it know. It might slow him down. Yeah, it might, it might well, change, especially. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll be definitely tuned in to see, yeah. That's nice. What is this show? Sorry, I'm confused. It's Soccer Aid, UNICEF. It's basically so it's just a playing, a, playing the football. It's a yeah. massive charity. annual charity event where two teams, the rest of the world and England, with a mixture of um, ex-professionals and legends and and celebrities, famous celebrities that you won't have heard of, no. apart from Tom Hiddleston and and Badgley. Yeah, um, they, they they play football Ever together, and Tom... it was kind of invented by Robbie Williams and his yes, mate, wasn't it? I going back, so. it's been going on for like ten years now or more. But it's it's yeah, it's a huge event. It's a great event. Ever since Tom Hiddleston wore that really unflattering vest in the sea, which said "I heart TS," I think I mentioned this before. Taylor Swift, I just can't. I can't no, My home. understanding of that story was that he didn't have a t-shirt and it was given to him as a joke to wear. Yeah, that's like right, it wasn't yeah. like he yeah, was wearing it funny, because he thought right? it was cool. Yeah, cool. yeah but you're yeah. in the sea. You cannot have a t-shirt on. But he, but he may have a fair complexion like myself and not be willing to get burned. Well, put some screen, <laughs> put some sunscreen on <laughs> and just get in that's the it. sea. You should always cover up in the sun, Kate. Skin cancer is no laughing matter. <laughs> Don't twist it. <laughs> you little shit. Be sun aware. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Good. Are we done with news? Are we done with we tweets? Is there anything yeah. else? What's no. happening in Fiji, Kay? Oh my God, no, that is a bit of news I need <coughs> oh to break God. to you. Are you serious? <laughs> no, no, for wow. real, guys. I've stopped looking at it as regularly because, you know, I was getting a bit obsessed with the um, where we were in Fiji. We are down by nine places in Fiji now. Hang on. We've so, got some serious work so to we're, do. So we're plummeting in the Fijian yeah. charts. They really oh hate us. Now we're down to number 23. But a bit of good news, we're up in Bermuda. 
We're up in Bermuda. Okay, We're good. Up to 121 in Bermuda. Unless the person from Fiji is on holiday in Bermuda, and that's where they're listening to the podcast. Oh shit! I didn't think of that. Yeah. Okay. See? Well, bottom line is, I do need to, need to get to Fiji ASAP to work on the PR for the All podcast. All right, we'll, we'll work on that. Maybe <laughs> you can stop off there on your way to Australia. Uh, right. Let's move on to this week's reviews. And first up this week, we have Arnold. Uh, this is the three-part Netflix documentary on the life of Arnold Schwarzenegger, from his humble beginnings in Austria to becoming a big old champion bodybuilder to Hollywood to the governor's mansion in California. Boydie, come on, tell me about it. Do it now. Here I am. Come on, tell me. Do it now. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm scared. Everyone. That was incredible. Also, a vein was pulsating on his James' forehead that looked like it was actually going to burst. Come on, I'm here. Tell me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay, well... Arnold, I mean, we wouldn't normally do. When's the last time we did a documentary hey, series? Hey, I, I, I will point you to various points in the past where yeah. we have done documentaries I mean, on this podcast. Not for about two years, but uh, whatever. Uh, we're clearly doing this um James Dyer's obsession, <laughs> obsession with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And as I mentioned last week, it's well timed because our friend Nick Dissembly in his book is coming out. So That's right. Features yes. Arnie on the the Last Action Heroes. Last Action Heroes. And also, Arnie's had that massive promotion within Netflix. He's got Fubar. Yes. He's got Fubar coming out. Out, this must be out. part of his Netflix deal that, oh yeah, I'm going to do a big documentary. Well, is he commander-in-chief of a violent film? A violent um, show? Action. Action. Chief Action Officer. I should also point out, when we reviewed FUBAR, yeah. I believe I said something like, oh, he's nearly 70. And what I obviously meant was, he's nearly 80. Because he's like, he's 75. 80. I did actually yeah. know that. I yeah. misspoke. Yeah. Apologies. So the um, the tagline on this show is one man of three lifetimes. And what yes. that's referring to is that he started out as a bodybuilder, of course. Mm -hmm. And then he became a politician well an actor in, in lots of films and then and he also became a politician yes. so he has got three distinct which is fascinating in itself so it's he has incredible. had a pretty incredible life yeah yeah completely don't get me wrong full yeah. stop you're, boys. you're right God. I don't want to get very defensive yeah. on either steady yeah. All that's the first episode. I've only watched the first episode. The first episode is obviously dominated by um, his bodybuilding um, career and how he, as he went from a kid, why he became fascinated by it. And it is interesting because he talks about how his dad, you know, thought it was weird that he had pictures of basically semi-naked men on his wall rather than, there are no ladies, where are the ladies? He kept saying to him, we can all do our impressions. Um, <laughs> oh, was that what that was? Yeah. Sorry. Oh! oh. <laughs> the no, you didn't. Oh, my God. Wow. I thought wow. you were being her fleek from a lower low, but carry on. <laughs> It was a little bit. It was a little wow. bit, but... Okay. Um, and it was quite interesting. But all I'd say is, if you've seen the film Pumping Iron, which is an existing, pre-existing, classic documentary about this whole world that Arnie was in of, of bodybuilding, focused particularly on him, then you will know all of this stuff. Well, footage from that is in oh, footage this. Footage from that is. Yeah. It, that's true. But for everyone who has it, I like know. me, yes. this was deeply well, fascinating. Also, crucially, how many episodes of this did you watch? Only one. One. Well, see, this is where you went yeah, wrong. Of course, okay. myself watched all three episodes, or three and a half hours. You're so diligent. Because myself. I am that diligent and yeah. committed to this podcast. But so it's, it is very clearly delineated. The first one is bodybuilding, the middle yeah. one is movies, and the third one is politics. Yeah, that's sure. So it is, it is all of these things. But sure. uh, No, but I want to say, yeah, so I, I should have carried on watching, but I didn't. Yes, so yes, you should. I was, <laughs> I was Ooh, the first, yeah, spiking. Yeah, He's really? very defensive about Arnie. Because you know? <laughs> why? Because there's some Arnie no, stories no. and they met him once or something. No, I don't think it's particularly about Arnie, although it might I mean, be. It I think it's ever it since is. ever since you picked him up on the um, scenario. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was well, it? How do you say it? Scenario, yeah. Scenario. Um, yeah, he's got, he's yeah. got a bit spiky ever it's since. A whole, it's a spiky RD scenario, yeah. <laughs> but you do have some, isn't there some story, did he, I don't know, did he tweet you or something? 
did he tweet me? Uh, I have I have a history with yes. Arnold. Yes. yes. So yes, you you can see what is your, your history? My history with Arnold. I did I did a well Empire's longest ever feature, which was nine and a half thousand words. I think it was. Oh my gosh! I did uh, a big uh, Arnold thing where I spent several days with him, and I went out to uh, I went to a premiere. Where I walked the red carpet with him and like hung out with him. Oh my the god! Area. Just the visual of yeah, James. There are pictures of it. Yeah. Arnie. It was it was very surreal. And then I went out to his office and hung out with him, and, and he gave me a tour of his office in, in was Santa he Monica. Lovely? He was lovely. He gave me a gift. He gave me this box set. It's like a bronze set, and it's all his favorite films. Oh. <laughs> Two of them are his films, like <laughs> Twins and Terminator Two. It's his favorite films. It has the seal of the governor on it. It's, it's very cool. Twins but, was um, one of them. <laughs> twins. Yes, absolutely, is true. Were well, there any good films? I think Titanic's in there. I think Ben Hur is in there. Twins and Terminator 2 in there. Um, but uh, yes, yeah. uh, I. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, so, so I spent quite a bit of time with. So I've heard a lot of the stuff from this documentary yes, from the horse's mouth. Of course, yeah. from the horse's mouth. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you need to stop with that. Um, <laughs> so it was it was entertaining. It was very well filmed. It was it was very slick as you'd expect it. But I, I need to watch some more because there was nothing in the first one that really surprised me. It was bit the most interesting bits were that that stuff about his dad uh, kind yeah. of judging him. But did you not find so? I I would imagine that you'd have thought okay, the first one's all about bodybuilding. Like your interest in bodybuilding, I would have thought is limited, right? Just yeah. generally. But didn't you think this was fascinating despite being about bodybuilding? Oh, I even even though it was about bodybuilding, I still found it fascinating mm. because it's the discipline he showed and the fact that, you know, he he basically made all of this happen yeah. through his dedication. I mean, he is king of like manifestation. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. visualizing it over and over again. He'd be looking at these pictures. He would put his face on the picture of the famous guy he wanted to be. That, um, Rich Park. Name. Yeah. Um, you know, he was training constantly. He just had this, he was really sort of like just so um, laser focused in his, and in his determination to make it and he made it happen and his whole thing is if I see it I can achieve it mm. how incredible is that it's so amazing. actually I found it um astonishing like and you know I found also the the bodybuilding aspect of it really interesting as well because I was like how is he human at some stages his body didn't oh resemble anything that I've ever seen before when he when he wins Mr Olympia he is so Big, yeah. like oh, just ridiculous, at, yeah. almost grotesquely large. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's extraordinary. I mean, like you know, Boydie and I, both of us have what two, three percent body fat, so we understand. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, he was on a whole other level. Yeah, no, it was insane. And like, um, also just as you said, like Boyd, the um, talking about the, like painting this really dark and disturbing <laughs> picture of his childhood and how it affected his brother, um, and how Arnold used that as the fuel to like you know he was obsessed with getting to America. I just found it all really interesting. But the most fascinating thing, not the most fascinating thing, the thing that I was a bit obsessed with was the fact that in the modern day world, like I current day he has a donkey that freely roams in his kitchen do you not know this no Lulu and I can't remember the, the other one yeah so he has he has like a donkey and a little Shetland and pony and a goat actually it was a goat wasn't it no it's a Shetland pony and a donkey oh, he may well have a goat as well. he's, yeah. got, he's got also he's got dog He but he's famously he dog. he was on TikTok with Lulu and the other animal the, the, the donkey and the, the horse he's he's always on TikTok with them oh, he's obsessed. wild about it he's, I'm yeah, he's, with he lives that. with these, these, these animals he's great and uh, also the fact that he's still working out now like physically he's still able to work out not in the same way of yeah. course but like I was trying to spot his Empire Award because in his study his Empire Award uh, is on the shelf in his study but you couldn't see it at any point in the documentary though uh, sometimes you can when he posts on, on social media uh, which is which is very uh, cool doing your little still frames of the yeah, yeah. <laughs> where is it where is it where is the I'm hoping award? that he's got my, my feature framed somewhere 
in, in that room as well. Yeah. But I, I mean, I couldn't see it. It was probably just out of shot, mm. uh, I would have thought. I, what did I, you I think, really James? Did you enjoy it? I think it's amazing. <laughs> I, I genuinely thought it was a brilliant documentary because I look, I'm in the tank for this subject matter anyway, but I just, I just, I, what, I, like, I was thinking, well, I really only want to watch the middle one because the film one is the one that I'm interested in, bodybuilding stuff. But I was captivated by it from mm -hmm. his childhood stuff. And like, I've got his, his, his autobiography signed obviously and uh, you know and, and so I know a lot about this stuff because I've literally interviewed the man for many many hours but but it was just the way he tells the story and it's like it starts off with this uh, you think it's going to be very overinflated and then he kind of punctures it slightly and he's quite honest through this, which surprised me. And you won't have got to this, but even the seedier aspects, like the sexual misconduct, they cover it. And the affair with the housekeeper oh, and right. the, the love child that came out and the end of his marriage, all of that is covered. And to be fair to them, they, not only do they cover it, they interview the uh, writers from the LA Times who broke the story to talk about it, to make it, you know, I mean, wow. look, let's not pretend it isn't spun to a certain extent because clearly they've edited what does he it. Say? No, but he could have ignored he, it. He, he fesses up to it. Like he was like, he was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, this was terrible behavior and he kind of apologizes for it and says, you know, it was awful. I have any excuse. And, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was refreshing because if you, I would 100% have thought they would have left that out, yeah, skipped it completely. Mm. But they don't. And I guess certainly the impropriety stuff is a very important part of the political story, which again, the first part, the bodybuilding part is interesting. The film part is obviously fascinating. James Cameron's in it. Sylvester Sloan's in it. Um, uh, God, so many. Jamie Lee Curtis turns out. Linda Hamilton turns out. Ivan Reitman, Danny DeVito. There are loads of great people in there talking. Um, but once you get into the 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 political one, it's again, it's fascinating seeing how he sees the opportunity to run for politics when there was a recall election, so he didn't have to go through a Republican primary, and how he made the decision to do it, and how his wife he's was smart. involved. Like he's, yeah, you know. but really like playing the angles. Yeah. And I, because obviously when I interviewed him, it was very much about his film career. And I didn't look into the political side of it when, because it wasn't relevant to the Empire piece. It wasn't the piece I was writing. It wasn't about the politics, even though he'd come out of the governorship by that point. So a lot of that stuff I really didn't know a lot about. But it was really interesting. Him, He talks through like the defeats he had as in, in politics and how it really shook his confidence, how it really affected him. Because bear in mind, he's a guy who'd succeeded at almost everything mm. he'd ever done. And suddenly he was up against something that he couldn't win at. And it really shook him, like really shook him. And it's it's really interesting. He's very, very honest and open about it. Um, I really feel like Arnie can do anything he puts his mind to. Well, he gives you that impression, yeah. I think. And he talks about this. He has a single-mindedness where he wants something and he just commits 100% of his waking time to doing it. Like mm. he, want, he saw this bodybuilding thing, I want to do this. Therefore, he trained however many hours a day, every Seven day. Seven hours. He just did it because that's what was needed to be done. And he felt like, and so every time he's wanted to do something, he just commits to it and does it. But to have risen to the top of three completely, like if he, one of those things, if any one person had achieved one of those things, it would be incredible. And he's one guy who has become the most famous, most successful bodybuilder in the history of the sport, the biggest, most highly paid movie star in the world, mm. and achieved the highest political office in America he can as a non American native. He yeah. could never be president because he wasn't born in the United States. I have so, to say, after watching it, I did think, God, what, am, what have I doing with my yeah. life? And it's <laughs> like, what have I done? We've got a podcast. podcast you guys. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. He doesn't have a podcast, to be fair. He probably does. Oh, what a loser. <laughs> he probably yeah. does have a podcast. He probably does it with a donkey. Uh, yeah, Steady. Look, yeah. No, no, the podcast, <laughs> like boy. We're not back Boy, on the live sex show. We're not Calm back down. In Barcelona oh. with you, <laughs> <laughs> No one's wearing Zigguel. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, yeah. So his life, I think, is is a really, really fascinating story, and I think these documentaries really do a good job of of conveying. I think it's yeah. it's riveting storytelling, and I'd only intended to watch one episode, and I blaze through all three of them. He's so. very engaging. Like, he is, he, and, yeah. and charismatic. And he's stuff. great. I will watch the rest. Yeah. I, I I think he's I think he's fabulous. Good choice, James. Yes. Aren't you glad I made you watch <laughs> yes, this documentary I that no, I 100 well wanted to see? What a triumph! <laughs> yeah. Arnold, then, which comes to Netflix courtesy of its chief action officer on I'm going to say Friday. Is it Friday? The June the seventh. What day is that? Is it Friday? Uh, is that Friday? No, it's no it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. yeah, clearly comedy. Uh, yeah. Right, fine. Okay, that's Arnold. Pick of the week. Anyway, next up this week we have subtle. <laughs> next up this week we have significant other. This is adapted from an Israeli series of the same name. This stars Yusuf Kakur and Catherine Parkinson as two neighbours drawn together after a shared trip in an ambulance to, you know, subsequently begin a relationship. Kay, please tell us the significance of this. So, this isn't a spoiler. I hasten to add it happens within the first few minutes. Um, Yusuf's character Sam it takes an overdose, and he's waiting for it to kick in when there's a knock on the door, uh, his door, and there's a neighbour randomly calls upon him to give her assistance. Which is reading a magazine at this Apologies. point. <laughs> Apologies, guys. Not only is Boyd yawned while I was talking, he's now just reading a magazine. He's just leaping through no, a magazine. No, I'm waiting. I'm, I was finding a bit to help me with my review of the show. Carry on. <laughs> hmm. Uh, it's vanity fair it's not even heat yeah. <laughs> how rude yeah calls upon her uh, his assistance um, as she is in the midst of a heart attack and that's the whole premise it's like this it's a very funny concept it's a very unusual meet cute um, of these two characters who are both it's this whole show it's like darkly uh, comic and it deals with the subjects of loneliness despair second chances etc I found this one a bit hard because I really really wanted to love it um, because I love Yusef and I love Catherine Parkinson's and it is good. Um, I just think I was wanting it to be even funnier than I think it was. But it, it is good. It, it does, you know, it does a good job of portraying these um, these two people who deserve second chances and are very lonely and troubled and they find each other. And, it, you know, it's, it's a decent, it's a decent uh, dark comedy. We should say also that Kelly Bryan is in it, um, who as everyone knows, is from Eternal and it's always good to see her on screen. She's currently, I think, in Hollyoaks, um, but she pops it up in this as Sam's um, wife, who he is estranged from. Um, and that's another cause of him being very, like, depressed and sad. Anyone else want to say? It's an interesting one, isn't it? It's adapted from an Israeli uh, original, I believe. It's part of ITVX's. We should say ITVX. So we did the Alan Carr show last week. So that every week now for a month, this month, there's a different new six-part comedy they launch every Thursday. And this is the second one. There's a couple more to go. Count Abdullah, I think, is the next one, which is like a vampire comedy. And the first thing I thought is, for, for ITV, this is essentially ITV commissioning comedies, which is not something they've, they do a lot of in the last 10, 15 years or so. And it's pretty amazing. I really like the Alan Carr one. But this is kind of like not, not your average, you know, mainstream um, sitcom. It's quite out there, isn't it? I mean, in the premise... It like that, Channel 4. Yeah, it feels... It, does it like has an edginess yeah, to it, it that I wasn't expecting. It. Yeah, mm. so beginning with him trying to take his own life effectively, which is a device that I've seen quite a lot. This slightly irritates me as a kind of... I don't know, something about 
using that as an opening thing to very self-consciously show you're being dark and edgy. Um, I'm not quite sure about that, but he is great. I think that if, if it wasn't for the two of them, yes. they're brilliant, both brilliant. I don't think I think it I don't think I'd like it that much. I completely much. agree. Yeah, yeah, it's all relies on the fact that you've got Catherine Bugs in him. And, and they, they are, are great together. Great. Yeah. yeah. Mm. He's a great comedic actor. He's I've great. got so much time for him. So is she. She's fantastic. Like, oh, there's a brilliant kind of running joke in the first episode that people say she's older and you yeah. know, plainer than she really <laughs> is, obviously. And it's going, oh, yeah, but my, my wife is beautiful. And she, you would know what that's like and all stuff like that, which she deals with in a very kind of, kind of plaintive way, mm. a kind of poignant um, way as well. So it's all about them, really, for me. What I found, what I, found I did enjoy it. I, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, it's not quite as dark as... The, the description of that opening of these two people, one person having a heart attack and the other trying to take their own life coming together assumes, because actually it's not, it's not really dark at all. I think it's like the subject matter is, but yeah. the way it's dealt with is fairly light, actually, I would say, the to- tonally, which is fine. And I, I perfectly enjoyed it. But I got to the end of the first episode, right? And I thought, this is a, a perfectly good, brilliantly performed half-hour sitcom, uh, half-hour, um, sorry, half-hour um, rom-com. And... I don't need to see any more, yeah. particularly. I, it almost no, I feels like agree. if you didn't know that there were five more episodes, which I did know because I've read the press release and I've read reviews yeah. of it, I'd be like, oh, that's a lovely You think it could just work result. as a short? And I'm like, that's a lovely short. I'm not sure. There was, I think uh, I was surprised also, by how little kind of drive there was at the end of the episode to get you to watch on further. It was quite weird, I thought, and slightly misguided because I was like, yeah, I'm happy with that. I know what happens now. Think, Although, and, to be fair, by the end, I was also like, I'm kind of okay not necessarily seeing another episode. You can tell, you know, this is a, this is a mismatched mm. people rom-com idea. And you assume they're going to get together you anyway because it's gonna... a rom-com and it's starring these it two. Be, the yeah, hey, if right? they don't, I've, I haven't watched the rest of the episodes, by the way. <laughs> if they don't get together and they don't form a relationship, then kudos to everyone involved because that would be amazing. <laughs> but I very much um, predict that they do. Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, I think. What about James. you, Jimbo? Yeah, no, I can't. I can't disagree with any of that. I, I, I thought it was fun. I thought they were both great. Um, I was, I was gently amused all the way through. Yeah, gently amusing is, is, is I would say, is the correct word. Yeah, but they're both brilliant, aren't they? They are. They're both. I mean, yeah, they're very good. I mean, obviously, Yusuf Kukur was, was phenomenal in Home. Oh, I want yeah. to go back and watch. Can, that now. can we just talk about Home, which apparently has disappeared? What's the what's what? what's is it is it all four? Is it four OD? What's it called anymore? Now. Just it's called Channel, channel Four. So the yeah. Channel it's, it's it's funny. There's Channel Four live watching it live. There's Channel Four online, which is also just called Channel Four now. What? Yes, I know. And I think no. there's Channel Four Plus as well, which is Who a paid for version where you see stuff in advance. No, what? I want, I want a differentiation yeah. between like yeah. live. I need and names. Catch-up. I need different names. Well, well anyway, apparently home has vanished off it? Channel Four Are online. You, joking? you know, because Rufus that. Jones was was saying on Twitter, oh, oh, I think it's gone, and so I I tweeted at Channel Four. I'm like, what's going on with this? Didn't get a response, obviously. But I was like, that's awful because home is fantastic. I don't oh, understand why so you'd good. make it harder to find. Like, it's already quite difficult to find because the the name of the show is quite a, you know as a search term is quite generic. Yes. but uh, I yeah, I that, that's upset me. No, we need to make sure of this before we really kick off. (laughs) Well, I I trust Rufus. Rufus said it wasn't available on the Channel 4 site. I think someone had said to him on Twitter, it isn't there, and he was like, no, it isn't there. Oh, gosh. So I don't know where it's gone. Uh, That is is 
That is really annoying. No episode available to watch on demand. There you go. No, that literally, right. literally there you go. says that on the page. As right, you, we need you, to start uh, a pilot petition. Absolute petition. rampant twattery, Channel 4. Make it stop. No, okay, well, let's not do it like that. Did <laughs> 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 it uh, going too hot there? Yeah, I think <laughs> okay. you really, you know. Um, let's go lukewarm. So, Channel 4, if you're listening, <laughs> please, can you just get it back up there? Stop the twattery and put right. it back. Okay, yes. so we're never going to see it again now. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. No, it's great. It's great. I really like that. I love that show. I was very upset that it was, that, yeah. Do you know what? Home and mum are like my absolute faves. Yeah. Do you only like comedies with one word? (laughs) Yes. She's very monosyllabic. Yeah. Yeah. This would be called other. (laughs) <laughs> rather than significant other. I might have liked it more. You might have liked it more. Mm. I did I did like it. I, I think I'm underestimating how much I liked it in a way. Cause I did, I just Are you doing was... a live reverse ferret? No, I'm not. I'm just beep, kind of like... Beep, beep. I, 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 I did enjoy it. And I thought they were both... Re- I, I will actually carry on watching it because of them, in spite of the fact that I didn't think there was much reason at the end of that first episode to carry on watching so it. So just to clarify, yeah. despite saying you had no, no... You felt no urge to watch another episode, you are yeah. now going to watch yeah, another episode. A bit, yeah. Okay, okay, good to know. You yeah. should watch the, <laughs> the next two Arnold... Episodes first. Uh, should I though? Yes, yes I'm going to. There you go. See, Kay's going to watch it. Uh, right, significant other. ITVX then. What day? Uh, Thursday. On Thursday. On Thursday. Super. Right. Finally, this week we've got the crowded room on Apple. Uh, now, this is based on the on well, it's based on a non-fiction book, but I strongly recommend you neither look up the non-fiction book nor crucially find out the name of it because I kind of feel like even the name of the non-fiction book is is something you don't want to have in your head mm-hmm. if you want to go to the serious cult. So please take my advice on this. But anyway, this is set in 1979. Stars Tom Holland as Danny Sullivan, who begins the show, shall we say, embroiled in a very public shooting before being sat down by Amanda Seyfried, uh, who's his interrogator. Uh, and to whom he begins to recount his recent life. Boydie, is there room in your crowded life for this? What's interesting is you're talking about, yeah, absolutely, do not fucking look up mm. this show on Wikipedia. Which I did. Don't, uh, don't look at it. It's like um, that Elizabeth Shoe, the Elizabeth Moss show, not Elizabeth Shoe show series that we were like. Oh, Shining Girls. Shining Girls. Well, with Shining Girls, I feel like if you read even the first line yeah. of the book synopsis, yeah. it would ruin the TV yeah. series. But I feel with this, if you know the name of the book yeah. in which it's based, it will ruin the exactly. show for you. So, but, but interestingly, it is in the, in the titles, the opening titles, they do say um, inspired by... Which is not book. helpful. Not helpful at all, exactly. And because they've taken the decision to withhold the information that the readers of that book would know as soon as they start reading it, effectively, and anything that's written about that book, it, it's kind of, they should have tried harder, I think, to avoid... Being, showing viewers what the inspiration was in a way. 100%. I know they have yeah. to give credit yeah. legally, I'm sure. But it just, if, but, yeah. Yeah, it's an issue because it, it was like, annoying. Oh, right. <laughs> it's annoying, yeah. And you're cut, hence your way. This is the show, by the way, that I've watched a lot more episodes of than just the first. So I've watched five episodes of this show. It's weird. It's really weird because of the way they've structured it that you, effectively, as far as you're aware, it's just, it's, it's the character played by Tom Holland, who, as you say, we've seen this opening scene in 1970s New York, along with this mysterious, um, young woman played by Sasha Lane, Ariana, they, they, he's shooting someone and she runs off and that's the last we see of her. The whole structure of the show is that after you see the opening um, crime being committed, that he's then interrogated by this woman played by Amanda Seyfried. <laughs> we can't say much more but then she's a woman <laughs> played by Amanda Seyfried. But she's trying to get to the bottom of what happened and he basically tells his life story mm. to her. As you ex- do. In extraordinary detail. <laughs> yeah. To the point where it gets weird. If you avoid the backstory of the whole thing, the book that inspired it, 
he just does there seems like him meeting this woman going to a nightclub where this woman you know kind of starts kissing this other woman and there's all kinds of, it's just an extended sequence in a New York nightclub in the late 70s and it's perfectly entertaining but it goes on for a long time no one and, takes his glasses at any point <laughs> no one takes his glasses <laughs> thank god and I was like after this I was like he, he actually says at one point to, to Amanda Seyfried you're thinking, what's this got to do with my life? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck has this got to do with anything? And it's weirdly long, some of the kind of unnecessary Do you think it's intentionally disorientating? Like- oh, yeah, to some extent. But it, there's more to it than that. I mean, if you want to be, you can be intentionally disorienting without having long, yeah. long scenes, which don't really have that much to do with anything, the central mystery but a lot of it's a lot of it's setting the scene and building the yeah. character and oh, I think I look, know. let's be honest if it was an interrogation she'd have been going skip to the end yeah. come on get to the point yeah. but actually from a viewer's point of view I found it really gripping oh no I, 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 it's, it's, it's riveting don't get me wrong it is riveting but it almost in spite of it's insane of <laughs> <laughs> the madness yeah. and it is a mad show I think it's a mad show um, and it's like we always say about Apple shows beautifully shot and directed there are some yeah. incredible is, kind yeah. of visuals. oh it is stunning there's all the school stuff that, 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 but that's the interesting so he's talking to this this interrogator and she's like right tell me about this very specific thing so instead yeah, when he yeah. does he spend 20 minutes talking about this girl he fancied at school and once kissed by a river and you're like yeah. I'm not sure this is materially yeah. relevant. Oh, honestly, that's the least of it. There's like extended, like drug taking scenes of like just kind of like you know having being really like you know having dope and having hallucinations and you're like, what's this got to do with fucking anything? It, it, it's it's yeah, it's it's one of the most extraordinary episodes. It's a mad madcap things I've seen in a long time. I'm I very much enjoyed it. This is very much in my you know the kind of thing I love. Kind of like a weird twisted mystery, psychological thriller, drama, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And he is amazing. By the yeah. way, his exec produced thing. it. And it's like a showcase. Because you don't even know, to start with, how just how much he has to do in this show. And he has to do a lot. And um, it's just, it's fascinating. Yeah, absolutely fascinating. And maverick and bonkers. And, I, and I, the fact that I watched five episodes pretty much you know, back-to-back -back shows. When Foundation was, was available, yeah, listeners. Foundation was available, and I was very much addicted to it. And, I, and you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. It's extraordinary. Famously extraordinary. Famously. So I only watched one episode of this, but I enjoyed it immensely, <laughs> having ruined it for myself by Googling. Oh. So don't do what I did. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it, and it's so beautifully shot. And the thing that really stood out for me is just that Tom Holland is fantastic in it. Um, and beyond that, I'm not going to say anything else because I'm so scared of spoiling this. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, I, I really like this a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, and it grabs you straight away, mm. as we have learned is the streaming way, yep. uh, with a high-impact event and then a mystery. But again, it's the character work. Like you, you get a real sense of the place, that kind of 70s feel. Uh, you get a sense of him as a character and his relationships. It's, it's really interesting. And even if it didn't go to unexpected places, which is the stuff, you, you know, where it does, uh, I think it would be just a fascinating character piece. Like I found it genuinely really sort of engrossing all the way through. Mm. Uh, I thought it was great. And you Tom know, Holland's hair is so greasy. 
Oh yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a proper. I mean, I'm, I'm I mean, I, I have hair envy of most people, so I can really. <laughs> it's a dodgy haircut. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a brilliantly dodgy 70s. haircut. Yeah. Well, the other thing I thought was really funny about it, there's lots of stuff set in New York where they're going to into the city and mm. um, go to and the amount of rubbish. Do you notice on the streets? They the set dressing mm. was like we have to remind people this is not present day New York. This is 70s New York when it was really dirty and scummy. Literally like piles of garbage <laughs> everywhere. It's hilarious once you notice it. It's like so funny because there are bits of it that are obviously set. And they've just like piled, piled bits of rubbish, bits of paper, <laughs> cans. Everywhere. They're like stumbling over them. Honestly, it's hilarious, but it is really uh, fascinating. It is very good. And this comes to Apple TV Plus on Friday, Boyd. Friday, yes, correct. Friday it well is. Done. Other things that are out this week include oh, God, we the Idol. Now, oh, yes, we're not going to be reviewing the Idol because there will be no screenings made available of the Idol. <laughs> I can't imagine why. If you want to know anything about the Idol, why don't you take a look at the reviews that came out of Cannes? Uh, that may give you an idea. This has got The weekend in it, hasn't it, Boydie? What's it about? Tell us. Um, it's about, as I understand it, we haven't seen it. It's, it, it, it aired in Cannes, yeah, it aired, it premiered in Cannes. It's The weekend, um co-created it with um, the dude who created Euphoria, Indeed. Sam Levinson. And Lily Rose Depp. Is Lily in Rose it. Depp plays a Britney Spears-style pop superstar who's going through a bad time and she's surrounded by blood-sucking, ruthless record company publicity managerial types. Um, and Dan Levy is one of them. He's in it. Oh, the I cast, love Dan Levy. Fantastic cast, by the way. Um, and it, but it ends up with, I believe, she then meets um, the Weekends character in a nightclub that he owns. And he turns out to be a guru, a kind of guru slash cult leader <laughs> right. figure. So it's basically a, a twin, quote, satire, not, not that we've seen it, on um, the present-day fondness for gurus and um, and that kind of stuff, and fame and celebrity and all that kind of stuff. M- mixed together. Yeah. In a heady pot of uh, very sex-heavy nudity, lashings of nudity, and as you'd expect from Sam Levinson of Euphoria fame. Yes, which may or may not include awkward glasses action. We don't know. Uh, let's hope not. Yeah, I doubt it. Uh, okay, fine. Anything else, Boydie? There's a show called Saint X, which is on Disney Plus, which um, which in any other week we probably would have done. Um, it's an eight part. Um, it says it's like White Lotus ish. Um, I've Ooh. read. Yeah, based on a novel, multiple timelines dealing with the before and after of the unexplained death of a young American woman. We um, could review that on Pilot Plus. Yeah, we could do it on Pilot Plus, and that's in the character. Maybe we will. That arrives on Wednesday. Um, there is um, the American comedy um, Somebody Somewhere that I mentioned on this very podcast, I think probably a year ago, uh, when it came out on Sky Comedy slash now. And that's American comedian Bridget Everett's semi-autobiographical series about a 40 something woman returning to her Kansas home to care- take care of her dying sister. And it's a really kind of uh, well-observed, quite gentle Kind of gentle, but actually really what funny. Uh, Sky Comedy. Oh, I and might now, check that out. That's Tuesday. Yeah. I think that might be, that's the main stuff. Broadly it for British this week. Awards on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, anyway, that's it by... for this week. Let's move on. Well, not by, not no, by Philip not by Schofield. Schofield. By who, do you know? No, who is it? It's that, has it been uh, announced? It has been announced today, yeah. Who? Is it Boyd? Is it's, it you? It's not me. It's the, I've not forgotten the name of her, obviously, because I'm adult. <laughs> oh, I it's, love it. It's, <laughs> the, um, well, yeah, it's the woman who does all those cruise shows for um, Channel McDonald's. 5. Jane McDonald. Oh my God, shut Jane up. Jane McDonald. Do you know who her, she is? Of course is? not. No. Oh my God, yeah. Jane Oh, there's McDonald's. also For Her Sins on Channel 5, which is their new psychological thriller drama with Joe Joyner. That's Monday to Thursday. That's the Channel 5 drama that we haven't done. Um... That's not some Monday, yeah. So, what is our pick of the week? I'm going to surprise you, Arnold. Arnold. No, yeah, it's the crowded room. You're both bonkers. Remember, Boydie, when I room. said I'd ask you last. Yeah. I lied. 
<laughs> the crowded room. Oh my god. The crowded room is really good. The crowded room is really good. The crowded room, the crowded is, really room is really good. But I can't I just, believe you've been swayed, Kate. No, yeah. by no, no, no. James's obsession. No. <laughs> the crowded room is really great, but I found Arnold absolutely fascinating. Stick around. Not if you just keep talking like that, James. Come on. Okay, Wrap fine. this shit up. All right, all right. Wrap Arnold, then, our up. pick of wow. the week. That's it His for impression. this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did so, please do head over to Apple Podcasts or the podcast platform of your choice and leave us a five sex show rating. Uh, you can catch <laughs> us on social media at James Diet, at Boyd Hilton, at Kay Rivera, and lest we forget, at Pilot TV Pod. We will be back in your ears next week. There's a shitload of stuff out next week. Now, The Ark. The Ark is a oh, sci fi show that I have. That has been promised to me on at least two previous dates and then been pulled from the listings. I don't know what's happening. It may or may not be coming out next week. We may or may not be watching it. Uh, But also Best Interest, that's on BBC One. The Full Monty Limited Series. with Sharon Hogan. Oh, yes, that's the one you talked about. Yes, Yes, Best Interest. Okay, Best Interest, the show with Sharon Hogan. Yes, that Boyd has already talked about. That's on BBC One. Uh, The Full Monty Limited Series comes to Disney+. Plus. Black Mirror returns which is very exciting uh, Count Abdullah which is ITVX's latest uh, comedy after the one we did this week Star Trek Strange New Worlds which uh-huh. Kay is absolutely no, champing at the bit to watch happening. that comes on uh, the Thursday the new series of Outlander we won't be watching that that comes on the Friday <laughs> Queen of Oz um, Captain yeah. Tate there's, there's a lot there's a lot going on Stage comes yeah. to BBC One yeah. it's, it seems increasingly unlikely that the arc is going to get a look yeah. in but if yes. I have anything fuck to say about arc. it yeah, it might fuck you up um, so fuck yeah, you are. <laughs> no, not fuck you are. I want to watch the art. What brilliant way of ending the podcast? <laughs> oh, dreadful people. Are. Right, that is it. If you are a Pilot TV Plus subscriber, we will see you on Thursday. Otherwise, until next week, we'll be back. No, <laughs> uh, no, just a no. For us. Pilot out. <laughs> <laughs>